What's up, everybody? I want to thank you for tuning in to The Urban Spoon. I'm your host, James Hunt. And today we have a special guest, Nicole Lee, on the show today. How's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Well, I thank you for taking some time out of your day to talk to the people. Um, I wanted to do this podcast just because, um, number one, I feel like in our community, um, we don't have enough um, STEM professionals, uh, male and female. So um, with you being a minority in the STEM field uh, as a woman and, and a African-American, I feel like it was a great place to talk to you about some of your experiences, um, give out some advice to people who may want to pursue STEM field uh, themselves or uh, introduce their children to, to STEM as well. So um, that's basically what we're going to talk about today. Um, so I guess, give me one second here. I want to start off with just give the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am an um, electrical engineer major, graduated from University of Akron, and I currently work for a power and water utility company in Phoenix, Arizona, and my primary day-to-day job there is in the distribution grid where I sort of analyze and research grid impact from new technology and different um, different impacts that happen on the grid from day to day and how we can prepare for it. So that's pretty much what I do overall at work now. So you, you protecting the grid, I always hear people mention in regards to like us going dark at some point. I wouldn't say that I protect the grid, but like, for example, one of my primary focuses right now are electric vehicles. And um, if you are in tune with electric vehicles at all, you'll notice that there um, has been an increase and there's looking to be a projected increase um, at in the next five to 10 years and basically preparing our utility for that increased load, making sure that we have the proper infrastructure in place to make sure that we don't have a bunch of overloaded circuits and that we can provide adequate power to our customers. Okay, I like that. They're being proactive then. So I guess, um, I guess you mentioned your day to day. How many people look like you in your workspace? Um, I'm actually still to this day the um, youngest. Uh, African-American female engineer at my company right now. And I got hired um, going on three years ago, um, starting with the company. Um, In my department, um, there's a few women, um, no engineers though, but um, there's a few like women that are analysts. Um, But there's not many to to answer your question straightforward. I don't really see see a lot of of female engineers and not a lot of uh, African-American at that. Okay. So I guess what what got you into STEM? Like I guess provide the listeners with a um, a story or uh, give us some insight on when you first realized that you could have a future in STEM, um, or even when you noticed that you were better at STEM related activities. So apparently science or math uh, better than um, other students. Um. So I would say I noticed my fascination or interest with math in like the fifth grade and I remember specifically a time where we were learning like long division and it it didn't come to me as easy and I remember like crazy frustrated and like crying because like I could 
figure out like why I didn't understand it. And it just kind of pushed me to like focus more and kind of like make sure that I, I took my time and, and make sure that I, I wasn't like lacking in any area, especially like math. So from there, I think my interest in math kind of really sparked. And from then it was always been my favorite subject. Um, throughout middle school, I was always one class ahead of my actual peers and my grade level. Um, and I went to Litchfield Middle School in Akron. And because of my math and science grades, I was um, introduced to a program called Project Lead the Way, which is a STEM-based program for middle and high school students. And there we got to learn about the basis of like engineering, just of what engineering is, what it's made of, kind of gave you the opportunity to, um, I guess, sort of play around with different type of thinking skills and analytical skills and thinking outside of the box. So it was like an extra class that only like, I think it may have been like 15 or 20 of us in the class out of my entire eighth grade class. So that was like my very first STEM related okay. activity. Okay. And then Go ahead. From there, oh, I'll say from there, I got accepted into the high school program, which was at Firestone. There was another one that was similar that was also at East. But Firestone was a four-year program that you had to start your freshman year. And each year we cover a different type of engineering from mechanical to electrical. We got to work with AutoCAD machines. We got to do a little bit of programming. And that's where I really started to dive deeper into like what an engineer was. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I used to think that an engineer was the person that like drove a train. Like that was like my first thought when I thought of like what an yeah. engineer was. Right? So I didn't need any type of recollection of like, or any type of understanding of what an engineer, an engineer did. So in high school is when I really started to understand like how wide of a field it was, how broad, what it all encompassed. So um, that's really where I started to find my direction. Prior to being an engineer, I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And I got some insight that teaching didn't pay as well as engineering. So it sort of like lean, I started to lean towards engineering a little bit more. And um, so that program definitely is like the reason that I became an engineer for sure. It, it exposed me to so much that I would have not even have understood or known before I even got into okay. the program. So you said uh, 15 students, just about 15 students were in the program. Uh, how many were African-American, if you recall? I want to say there were three or four, maybe like three. Yeah, let's say three or four. And how many women? Well, uh, African-American women. It was two, myself and one other. And women as a total... Honestly, it may have just been us two. Oh, wow. No, no, actually, actually, I think it was, it, it may have been three women. So three women total and two African-Americans. Okay. So basically that, that um, experience provided some reinforcement for you. And, I, and you mentioned something um, that I was curious about as well. You said you didn't really know, well, two, two parts. So um, the last part, you mentioned that you really didn't know what an engineer was, what they, what they did. And I'm assuming that was because no one close to you uh, was an engineer in, in, in your immediate family. Correct. Um, yeah, I didn't, I had never met an engineer, had no clue what an engineer did or what an engineer was. 
any of that as a professional. Okay, and then moving, segueing into my my other question or or comment. Um, what type of support system did you have? So you you mentioned in the eighth grade. Um, well, I think you mentioned a long division in the fifth grade, right? Yeah, yeah. Me that fifth was when I started to love. So math, looking so. at the support system. Um, that you had or, or lack thereof, uh, describe that type of environment just for our listeners um, so they can kind of understand where you came from and, and also to provide some insight for people in similar spaces. So I, I came from a single parent household and um, I would definitely say that I had support. I don't think that, I don't recall many times getting help with my homework at home but I know that if I needed to get help that my my mom would provide the the access to whatever resource I needed to get that help so whether it was staying after school or whether it was doing homework with another classmate or things like that that it was always accessible if I needed it but I wouldn't say that I necessarily was able to get the support or like the help home and that sort of continued throughout like middle school high school and college I didn't really have a lot of issues with with math in middle school or high school but definitely in college when things began to get a little bit tougher once again I had support at home I had a family that was but I couldn't go home and say hey can you help me with my homework or can we talk about this so I had to always make sure that I had resources um, from school or in my community that were able to kind of assist me in, in kind of progressing in, in my school. Okay. Work. So I guess, how would you, I know um, you're, you're pregnant now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, this is my cousin. So we have a personal relationship, <laughs> but uh, just wondering, you know, for, for people with children, uh, how would you go about um, supporting your child? Uh, not to say they have to be engineers, but, just knowing what you know now, um, how would you support them uh, in regards to just whatever career trajectory they may have? But since we're talking about in the STEM sector, um, having a child who you may discover um, is is uh, good in math, but then also, or or at one point, you know, you you mentioned that you were good in math, but at one point you also were struggling with math at, at, in a certain space, so. Just wondering uh, if you could provide some pointers for parents um, in regards to just how to support their children or, and how you plan on supporting your child. So I think exposure is like the biggest thing. It's like the greatest tool that you could have. And if you don't have the resources within yourself to provide that to your to your children, exposing them to people that that has it, that have that knowledge or have that experience is sort of the, the the best tool that you can provide. So like I said, my mom wasn't the best at math, but she would probably ask everybody at her job or I would send pictures she could do to help me get to the resources that I needed to, to get to succeed is what she provided for me. So I think that understanding that you may not know it all or understanding that you may not have the answer to everything that your children may be asking you or they may be interested in but don't limit your children to just you as a resource that it takes mm. a village to raise a child sort of mentality or there are plenty of resources 
to to help kids expand their knowledge and I think that that's that's most important is that I didn't just utilize my mom utilize one resource I went to plenty of tutors I went to plenty of advisors I went to plenty of study sessions with different people and I sort of made sure that I could ask whoever whenever I needed help to help me or that I needed assistance so I think just being able to provide that access to others is one of the, the biggest things especially in the STEM field okay so so basically for the listeners um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong what you're saying is uh, providing your child access to tutors if they need it, um, if they're if they're proficient in math or science, or if they are not, um, providing them with the uh, uh, access to advisors is important as well. And then also you mentioned the study session. So basically, as a parent, um, you could help your child by, you know, you can simply Google, uh, which you know um, your mother didn't have these resources when you were in elementary, I would imagine, but middle school, high school, I know you, you said your mom was able to tap people who were close to her or uh, people who may have not even been close to her to um, retrieve those resources. But for people with limited social capital, um, you know, just provide maybe a couple of options they may have. So you talk about somebody who may be living uh, in one of the most downtrod areas with one of the worst uh you know, education levels and, and uh, financial levels, what do you think they can do for their children? Well, you mentioned Google, and right now, I mean, Google is, like, the key to all things. Uh, I I don't know that there's a question that Google can't answer. So as far yeah. as um, learning more and understanding more and getting things explained, there's plenty of, like, videos on YouTube mm-hmm. that explains, like, step-by-step processes, even for, like, the most complicated math problems. I mean, even in college, there's, like, the Khan Academy. Like, there's different resources on YouTube that you can literally just watch, and it'll explain to you and do work example problems um, and walk you through that. So so that's definitely something that I would recommend. And also, I think that where resources may lack in the school system there's also more resources I feel like that people just don't sort of tap in right right so Google I'm telling everybody Google is your best friend you know I see people on Facebook (laughs) all the time like asking the crazy the craziest questions that could be easily Google like you know who files taxes or just small stuff but when you're talking about something as serious as your child's education or your personal future um, just Googling something simple as I'm in Cleveland. So uh, Google STEM Cleveland tutoring or STEM uh, groups or um, just there's so many different resources out there that even social um, media. Like I see people post all the time on social media, like offering tutoring services um, on Facebook. So it's like there are resources in your community. You just have to one, not be ashamed or mm-hmm. feel like you shouldn't reach out or get help. And at one point I was, I did feel like I didn't need a tutor or that I didn't actually have to get help when I was like in college. In my first freshman year, I sort of had a humbling experience where I realized, okay, things that typically come easy to me or that were like natural to me at one point are a little bit more difficult now and that it's okay for me to ask for help or get some more clarity from someone else. So 
feeling like it's oh it's okay like if you don't know you can ask other people and all that is is building up your character and expanding your knowledge so right and i'm i'm curious and i'm sure the listeners are curious you know we're very transparent here so what was that humbling experience if you don't mind sharing it so i i had started it may not be humbling to everybody but so when i first started college um, my freshman year i was in calc one and I actually took Calc 1 twice. Not that I failed, but the first go around, I got a C. And I was used to having A's and B's, and I was used to sort of excelling, especially in math. The reason why I chose STEM in electrical engineering was because math was my better subject. So right. to start college, and then right off the bat, it was like, oh, C minus, like you barely made it through. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Since I have the time in the room to take this class over, I'm going to take it over and I'm going to actually reach out and, and utilize the resources I have around me because obviously, you know what I mean? It's not coming as natural as, as it should have been. So, right. So you had, I guess the, the insight to, to challenge yourself and say, I want to master this. Like some people would have been like, all right, C's get degrees. I'm out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you, but you have that certain GPA with, with STEM field. So with certain fields, your core classes have to be above a certain GPA. Right. Starting off with the C in math at the beginning just only meant that I couldn't get a C later on because I had right. my GPA had to be above a 3.0 in my core math classes. So yeah. it was just a bad start. Okay. And so I guess moving on, so we, we spoke about um, just a little bit about how you were, your upbringing and also some of the challenges you went through um, seeking out your, your career path. Um, and I'm, I'm curious just to hear from your perspective, why do you think we need more uh, black um, engineers outside of pay? You mentioned pay. Everybody knows engineers get paid really well. Uh, so so outside of pay, why do you think we need black engineers, black female engineers? Start with that. <clears throat> well, I would I would say that one representation matters so what what you see as a drive on the fact that I'm able to tell young students that I am an engineer and they can see me that I look like them and that they know that okay that's another option that I have as a path for for my career so just representation as a as a whole matters but also when you when you dig deeper into corporate America and you realize um just how the history of our country sort of has like set back African-Americans as a whole, even in the utility space, which is something that I would have never even imagined, mm -hmm. but like it set like how redlining and all of the things that, that happened in the past with segregation, it kind of set us back and put us in specific areas where um, now me being in the space that I am in now, I'm able to vocalize and say, okay, well, we're looking to, increase electric vehicles in our community are we making sure that we're focusing on the low-income community mm. as well are we making sure that we're applying this approach or we're applying our strategy as a company to and i think having being in my position in the stem field where um i have sort of a reputation of okay i i know what i'm talking about or i i've done my schooling i've done my my background 
and I'm able to speak on, okay, well, we have to also be able to broaden this to include everybody and focus on the, the low income or the, the middle class or the people that may not always be brought up in conversation. So I think it's important just to be able to be in a room where you can speak up and say, I'm speaking on behalf of my people. And I think that STEM is a great opportunity to do that because it puts you in a, a place where you're able to make pause and you can make things make sense and, and people listen to you. Yeah, I get I, I got two things from what what uh what you just said. So one that I find really interesting is uh throughout this conversation you mentioned how key exposure is. Um that's one thing yeah. that resonates with me and I'm pretty sure the listeners will understand as well is being exposed is is pretty much half the battle. I know um you know we grew up in the same environment we weren't exposed to a lot. And so I think sometimes people don't know they can achieve certain things or even understand the possibility of certain things because they don't have that exposure. So basically what, what you're saying is exposing your child or yourself to certain things will benefit you and the community, right? Correct. Yeah, definitely. It puts you in, it puts you in better positions. And then it'll also, like I said, you're able to represent those that may not know that that was a possible possible possibility for them or they don't know that that was a route that they could take so um like i said representation is is huge and it's also you know one of the craziest things to me is uh you know from a business perspective right so you got these companies for years they may have not cared about inclusion um so they didn't care mm-hmm. about the black voice or the minority voice but from a business perspective you know, I want to get every dollar for some white person, black person, Indian, like it doesn't matter. So to me, I feel like mm-hmm. these companies who spent years alienating certain people were like not reaching their potential just because they were being selfish um, by just only which, you know, it's no secret. Engineering is pretty much a, a male dominated field, a, a white male dominated field. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just seeing those people limit themselves, uh, it was not a good business decision. So it's good to see. It's definitely, it's definitely a limitation. And if you look back and, and actually look at history of engineers and mathematicians and African-Americans that were in the STEM field, um, a lot of uh, great accomplishments were done by African-Americans in the STEM mm. field. So not only is it limited from a business standpoint, but it's also limited in in the advancement of technology and the advancement of of new things to come because i mean african americans have a different you know what i mean you, you come with a from a different table so you have a different perspective a different um viewpoint and, and bring more bring more to the like, table, so. like like you said so that they're you know coming from our community if i'm an engineer the problems i want to solve might be different from somebody coming from a different community correct or how, how you solve it is, is different and that's what engineering is, is, is how problems are solved and creating solutions. And because you came from a different community, you have a different background, your idea or take on solutions will, they will be different. Right. And it's funny, I want to reference uh, the Big Bang Theory. One of, one of the guys, <laughs> the guy Sheldon, I remember him, he made a comment about engineers and he said, uh, basically, the engineers were the, the workers and Willy Wonka to him. <laughs> <laughs> It was the smart people that they made things happen. Yeah, and so one thing I want you to answer too is, uh, what the hell is a mathematician? 
a mathematician? Somebody. Well, no, you said you said it, and no, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we did a survey, a lot of people wouldn't really know what a mathematician was. It sounds like a magician. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a mathematician is someone who majors in math, and they more so specialize in math than in engineering. So. It's still like an analytical sort of STEM field where it's like numbers and data, quantity, like uh, model. So it can be anything that sort of works around or revolves around numbers, like you crunching numbers. And I mean, data is everything now. So um, I wouldn't consider myself a mathematician. I'm more of a, like I said, electrical engineer, but I, I do have some math background, but mathematicians work more so on, like I said, a little bit more analytical with numbers and data and all of that type of stuff so um it's a great field to go into as well part of the stem field so okay and then uh, i guess what are your future goals with uh i guess with the stem industry and also um your community so i would imagine you you probably want to give back to some capacity um what do you what do you see yourself doing in say 10 to 20 years from now um in the in the industry so um, <clears throat> I actually have plans of, as far as professionally, um, I'll continue to sort of develop personally and professionally in my career at my company and sort of, uh, evolve my role in hoping to sort of increase that diversity and inclusion in my space at work, um, plan on getting my master's and sort of being able to work my way up to management to kind of, like I said, represent and sort of be that person that kind of elevates up the ladder and then also in the community I do have a nonprofit. it's Leg- Legacy Foundation where I provide scholarships to high school students in Asheville so deadline actually April 3rd so it's coming up for all seniors if uh, you want to apply it's at www.legacysf.com so I try to give back to students as well promote secondary education doesn't have to be STEM field just secondary education overall and then one day I also plan on reaching back to that goal of being a Mm. teacher I feel like I still want to be in a space where I am surrounded by youth and I'm able to sort of tell my story and kind of say what I have achieved and what I have done and then sort of be able to be that representation in front of them in the classroom to to help feed into them even more to sort of reach reach heights in that area so okay you said you have a non-profit say it again i think the the uh reception was kind of bad so the name of the non-profit how people can look it up um and also the website again okay so the non-profit is legacy foundation and you can find us on facebook at legacy foundation it's l-e-g-a-c-i so it's a little bit different spelling and then the website is www.legacy sf.com and we provide uh, scholarship funds to high school uh, seniors graduating um, going on to college okay. so it's actually working right now so social media is legacy l-e-g-a-c-i yes foundation, foundation. Yep, on and Facebook. then the website is legacy normal spelling l-e-g-a-c-y c-f no no it's, it's l-e it's www.legaci sf that's it. So it's gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Um, what you're doing for the community, um, just inspiring people 
and and I, I know you plant you plant those seeds now. Um, it'd be amazing to see where those students um, go and how they give back. And it's just one of those things where I think it continues to grow um, as we inspire people to grow um, and, and changing, really just changing the future, um, just with this small those small steps that you you're taking. Um, I guess is it anything else currently that you want to discuss or anything else that you like to uh, kind of talk about? Um, no, nothing off the top of my head. I really appreciate you having me. And like I said, I'm definitely. You said your your uh, your reception went out a little bit. You said you're definitely what? I said I'm definitely an advocate for encouraging STEM majors in our community and in the uh, African-American or just any youth in general, just because I do think it's a great field, not only because of the pay, but also because of the position that it can put you in to be able to help yourself and help others. And I think that the challenge that you endure when you are trying to become a STEM major in college is one that not only builds character, but expands your knowledge and also sort of challenges you to face adversity like right out the gate so I think that it's it's really important to it's not the only way to go I wouldn't say that it's the best way to go but I'm definitely a fan of it and um, now I appreciate it all right well if you guys have any questions I recommend you look our uh, organization up on social media or um, I'm pretty sure there's a is there a contact us uh, portion for the website it is it's um Email is at help at cdnstyles.com. But you can always find me on social media at Nicole Lee on Facebook. Um, happy to answer questions or give any insight on anything. Okay, so that's Nicole Lee on Facebook. Um, yeah, so I mean, really just to wrap it up, I think this was a great episode. Um, I, like I said, I thank you for taking some time out to give people some insight on, on just a, a field that doesn't normally um have people who look like us inside of it um so to get that inside perspective is key and we talk about that exposure so just providing that initial exposure for people so um yeah i'll I'll definitely be reaching back out to you if i hear anything in regards to people wanting to get some more additional info um if not i thank you for coming on appreciate it thanks you're welcome bye